they're old, they're bold, sometimes even cold. They're nutty, they're kooky, and often kind of wookie. Wookie, what the? They'll rave and rant till you pee your pants. They're Brian and Lisa, and they both like pizza. Pizza? Who wrote this? They're groovy, fantastic. But most of all, sarcastic. It's sarcastic senior show. Oh my god, that is the stupidest intro song I have ever heard. I like it. It's peppy. And wookie. What the hell kind of word is wookie? It's a cool word. I made it up. Oh, yeah, right. I'm Brian. And I'm Lisa. And we are the, the Sarcastic, Sarcastic Seniors. Seniors. You did it. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you can't beat <laughs> them, join them. You're not supposed to do <laughs> it. If you can't beat them, join them. Oh. Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, April 24th. We are cruising. We are almost to Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Anyway, today's show. What's Cinco de Mayo? What? What is Cinco de Mayo? May 5th. Oh. Idiot. <laughs> we'll come around to that later. Anyway, today's show. No habla espanola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, because I got a lot of words for you. <sighs> Parenting, better than or now. Also, Paul Harvey's, I mean, Brian's uh, commentary on parenting. Really? And then stick around for Lisa's. Stump the idiot segment. Oh yeah. And who's the idiot? Um, it wouldn't be me, but it's one of the two of us. <laughs> uh, oh, it's me. Because we're gonna try to stump Brian, because he's so cute when he doesn't know everything. No, I'm not. I'm As not. always, thank you to our wonderful <laughs> sarcastic seniors. Uh, and I have to say. Last week, we went over the 3,500 mark. My God. Yay! You guys rock. We love you. We just love you. You guys are wonderful, and we wouldn't, we'd be lost without you and your contributions. Yeah. Okay. We wouldn't have no show. We wouldn't have any show. We'd be talking to air. <laughs> well, wouldn't be the first time I was talking to air. <laughs> yeah. Okay. On to our first topic. Parenting, better than or now. Now, we threw it out, what, this last week? This is really deep. Lisa. It is deep. I know. We threw it out last week to our seniors, and we got a very varied response. So we're not going to share specific responses because there were some personal tragedies, and we're trying to be respectful. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of, a, what do you call it, collection? We're just going to talk about a collection of everybody's input. It's an anthology. Uh, there, there. That's why we're gonna stump the idiot. Ha! I love big words like that. Yeah. I have no idea what that means. Yeah. But, it's just but he 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 learned the word and that what every big word it's, you learn in college probably cost you two grand in college bills. So yeah, yeah. I know. That's how I used to just learn a few big words and then I call my mom and so she'd feel good about me going to school. 
So all of us as parents see how we were raised, and then we see some significant differences in these kids today. Do we? Which way is better, you know? Well, I do, and the sarcastic seniors do. You may not, but, you know, that's just you. Um, Well, I, I think I see some differences, but I'm not sure the differences are all about the kids being different. I think there's well, kids some differences are kids. in they parenting are their styles. Well, hello, parenting better than or But now. I also think that there's it's just a different era. And there's different temptations and there's different technologies and there's there's a lot of differences. I guess what I'm saying is it's I am grasping at can we really compare apples to apples? We can't. With the thing. But we're going to try anyway. We're going to try because uh, it's worth talking about. Uh, Most of us now have children who have children. So they're seeing their grandchildren and there has to be that urge to go, or, oh my gosh, they're doing it so much better than me. You know, the first couple of ladies that responded um, talked about how they grew up in a very abusive home. And I believe there is a big difference between discipline and abuse. And abuse is never right in any way, shape, or form. It is Can never, never right. condone abuse. No. Never. And, you know, that goes back to it, the buck's got to stop here. For generations, stuff was okay. I can honestly say I bit my kids once. You bit them. <laughs> I bit them. Because when they bit me, they didn't know how it felt. I didn't break skin or anything, but I bit them back. And you know what? They didn't bite me anymore. And I slapped their hands. Yeah. Once was all it took because then they knew mommy would. And did I do that for every little thing? No. But I caught my daughter messing with a fork near an outlet. Well, I'd rather slap her hand good and make it hurt and make it red than have her barbecued. Yeah. And and I only remember spanking her once. And we were out in a little town in Iowa, a population of thousand. Not much of a front yard, but she went out to play with her ball and she ran out between two parked cars. And I, all I heard from the kitchen was Rrr. every parent knows that fear. Mm. Yeah. And the guy missed her and that was the whooping she got because I I had she has a rule don't leave the front yard you know and she ran into that street without looking and a car could have killed her so I did paddle her butt yeah now now I'd be jailed for that but you know what she never ran into the street again but it was all in a series of one she got one of everything now, I could have given her a lot more when she hit a teenager because, ooh, boy. <laughs> yeah. But she knew the groundwork of discipline was there, and that was what my parents did. For these women that were abused, I feel bad for them. My parents never crossed that line. They let it be known they would discipline me if they had to, and I had a healthy respect, which I think is missing. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's the key word is the respect, Lisa. And for me, when I was raising my daughter, and you know, I had her as a single parent for a couple of years when yep. she was very young, uh, I, I really think that it was more 
the threat of physical punishment than the actual phys- physical punishment itself. I, re- I can remember I, I really shouldn't complain because my daughter was a wonderful kid. She just she just was. She was just a wonderful And you were daughter. later in life, and I think you had more but she, patience but than she you had as a 20-year-old She'd have her meltdowns, and, you know, and I she had a meltdown one morning, and we were rushing, and I was on my way out to get to work, and I had to get her to daycare, and it was about brushing her teeth, and she was having none of it, and I just took my belt off and, you know, curled it over, and I told her, get brushing, or you're getting the belt, and I, she looked at me like, there ain't no way in Sam Selling you're going <laughs> to hit me with that belt, Dad. <laughs> So I gave her a whack, and enough that it snapped the belt and it stung. I don't think I didn't I leave left a mark, mark or anything yeah. like that. That's the difference between. But her eyes got big as saucers, and she cried a couple of tears, and then she got to brushing them teeth, <laughs> and we got out the door and we were on time. And from there after, if she even started to go in that direction, all I had to do was just touch my belt buckle and say, you want some of this? And she'd snap right to Oh, yeah, because she had respect. And and people will argue that's not a respect, that's a threat of abuse. You know, I was a foster parent for years, so I had to listen to that whole malarkey as well. I do believe there is abuse, but I don't think you can call discipline abuse. I, right. I, I just don't. Well, we, we know there's abuse because we see abuse mm-hmm. all the time. And we see the effects of abuse all the time in our society. And it's terribly sad. And it, it's I think it's a little ironic that when you see abuse, it isn't a soft line. You know where that line yeah. is. You know it's not, somebody's I over the line. I think there may be some abuse. No, you know it. Yeah, you Trust know Trust your gut. And... If you know it and you see it, hey, you call people out on it. Oh, yeah, because a call kid, people a and kid cannot That's stand crazy. up for themselves. And, you know, for years I was a foster parent and I found out one thing. They will always defend that parent because they think they did something to provoke that. Yeah, and you know I worked in <laughs> early, early yes. in my career when I first got out of college. I worked in residential treatment for teenage boys uh, for a little over about a year and a half, um, right out of college. And the things, wow, it's mind-blowing, the things that I would see that these kids had gone through. Absolutely. So uh, it's it's important that you empathize with kids who have come out of abusive relationships, but it's just as important to draw the line with kids that have come out of relationships where there hasn't been good punishment and good rulemaking, and no line has been set for them so that they can determine where that respect needs to lie. You know, they're so, I have such a respect for teachers. They have the toughest job, but the school districts have tied parents' hands in some ways. Oh, God. And now it's come back to haunt them. Yeah. But in the ways they've tied them is they labeled what is, in my opinion, and it's my humble little sarcastic opinion, discipline, they label it as respect. And I actually heard a couple of my t- 
teenage foster children <laughs> say, if you ground me, I'm going to call DHS and turn you in for abuse. Yeah. I said, well, you go right ahead, sunshine, because there's someone else that would really need your room, but I will not be held captive by a little manipulator. Yeah. And the sadly, I believe sometimes the kids that those rules are meant to help slip through the cracks, but the little manipulators know how to work that system. Oh, sure they do. <laughs> you know? Sure they So do. we end up with these brats. <clears throat> Just brats. That's right. That's right. They're twisting it and turning it to, <laughs> to their advantage. And you, you mentioned the teachers, and this is so key, I think. Uh, you know, I have some education background, yes. and I have taught school, uh, actually, early in my career. And I just feel so strongly that we've taken a turn in your Facebook cartoon, Lisa. Yeah, you so, saw that cartoon, right? It was, it was so, so Because it used to be a team. Teachers, administration, parents... We were all on a team together for the betterment of our children. Of the kid. Now, there's so many parents out there that just are in de total denial that their kid could actually do anything yeah, wrong. Yeah, my kid wouldn't do that. And You're they, wrong. And they turn it back on the school system, and they turn it back on uh, the teachers and the administration. And I'm not saying anybody's perfect. None of us are perfect. I'm sure the school system and teachers make mistakes, too. They're human. But we need to get back to that team approach. And the parents are driving the bus. The parents are in charge. And don't be pointing fingers at the teachers. You don't point be pointing finger fingers at the, at the, at the <laughs> administration. You know where I think they should point the finger? If their kid's out of control, look in the mirror and point the finger at yourself. Yeah, that's because a good it all starts there. with you, parents. It really does. Oh my Us God! Parents. When we were in school, now tell me I'm wrong, but you're wrong. Oh, that's right. You didn't say anything yet. <laughs> you're gonna get it. <laughs> don't, don't, Lisa, no. <laughs> you know what? I don't care Ow. who's listening because everybody heard him and everybody knows he had it coming. But I remember when I was growing up, here was the hierarchy. You're in grade school. You don't, it doesn't matter if you hate your third grade teacher because she's a miserable witch. She is in charge. Because if she gets tired of you, she sends you to the principal's office. Where there's, he may never even use that. I don't know. I never got it. But there's a paddle hanging on the wall. And that's just to let you know he's in charge. But if you still screw up and you make it <laughs> past the principal's office where he has to make the ever scary call home and one of your parents actually has to come to the school, in our day, the shit was going to hit the yeah. fan. Oh, yeah. You behaved however they wanted you to to avoid the call to the parents because the parents... Stuck up for the schools. Oh, I, I used I can remember fourth, fifth grade, or did something on the playground, and I was just in the principal's office screaming and crying, "Don't call my dad! Don't call my mom! Don't call! Please don't we call!" Do, man, we'd do anything when I know, we, I you, know. You know, and then then I think too, <clears throat> it's different economic times. 
I mean, we don't live high on the hog. We live anything but high on the hog. We're week-to-week folks. When we had the one-car blow-up last year, see? See how nice I'm being about that? Um, It was my fault. There was no way my pension was going to cover that, and I had to go back to work. So now here I am with a pension and a job, and you're working. If we were parents right now, we would need my working income to make ends meet. There's no doubt about it. You know, I think that's the difference. When I was raising kids, I did do some babysitting to help with that grocery money and stuff. But I was a stay-at-home mom, and I don't think moms have that luxury now. They they don't, and and that's very true. You know, we're we, talking about the school system, and maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit because let's back it up to kids the daycare. Are being raised in daycare. Yeah, let's, let's back it up to daycare. I my daughter went to daycare. Yeah, uh, obviously because you I had worked. to work. I had to work. You know, yeah. and it's just not as much of a luxury. You know, years ago, that's what we just did as moms. We stayed home, and people devalue that. But there's something to be said for those wait till your father gets home moments or, Mm -hmm. you know, not parking you in front of the TV all day so you can get a break or not giving you the cell phone so you can play games. I think kids are just living too alone in technology. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Uh, Let me just back up real quick and and just say something real quickly about the the daycare center people. Daycare center people are very, very important. They were very important in my life and in my daughter's They're life. Necessary. They were incredibly critical. And the same thing that we were talking about with respect to be on a team with your teachers and your administration, same things too with your daycare Absolutely. People. Be on the same team with them. If, if you got a daycare instructor, even though they're not a certified teacher who's telling you, that your kid is acting out, get get into don't it. Don't get Figure defensive. Yeah, don't get Work defensive. on a solution. Exactly. Let, they're, they're there for your kid's benefit. And if they're not there for your kid's benefit, you sure as hell need to find a new daycare center. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot of really good ones out there, and find a good one for your kid. So, But at least this point about the electronically challenged era here and it, of kids is well, and so it's true, not, too. You know, I think more kids are electronically challenged than not. But, like, I look at my boss, who's a very young man. Well, compared to us, he's a young man. And, <laughs> Everyone's young compared to us. And his but. wife, and they have a three-year-old, and it's their only child. And it's not like she's not privileged, but she gets, like, an hour of TV a day. She gets hands-on experiences. They work their work schedule, so one of them's usually with her. She's getting what we used to automatically give our kids and what is missing in so many today, and it's important. You know, I I think it's important. I think that it's just easy. You know, some of these young single moms are just so overwhelmed. Drop the kid at daycare. And you just go, yeah, I'm going to take me away. You know, it's just, it's overwhelming. And I, I think it's important to let, be honest with your kid and let your kid see how hard you're working to make things happen, to make yeah. things stay together and to work. And in my case, I think, honestly, it really helped my daughter 
to some of that work ethic kind of rubbed off on her. She felt like she, I need to get in there. I need to participate. I need to help out. And she would do little things. She was only four, five, six years old. And she would do little things like, Dad, I want to help you with the dishes. No, it's supposed Dad, to have chores. Dad, I want to help you fold laundry. Or, and she would offer to do those things because she knew that I was struggling. I was working my tail off to keep it together and make ends meet. So don't be afraid to isolate your kids from that stuff. Let them see. I believe in letting them see it and being honest with it. And they'll step up. They'll step up and they'll help you with the little things. Well, and it'll bring a tear to your eye. And I, I think that what you're talking about, the struggles as a single parent, is another one of the problems. Um, I remember when I was growing up, that sense of family. You know, even as a married woman, I, I ventured out to ball town every week to spend an evening with my grandparents. And you do very good at keeping that sense of family, even as a divorced parent in Kai's life. But there are so many divorced parents. My kids grew up with it. And I'm sure, you know, they don't always think I did the best, but I did the best I could. But I think if you're going through that, you got to work double hard to keep that sense of family because that's where I was grounded, at the family farm, at my grandparents. You know, um, my parents, I'm lucky, stayed together their whole lives. The kids struggle with that now. I, I think they struggle. You do very good at that. Yeah. So I think the bottom line is we did a whole bunch of talking, but... You know what? I think in our generation, we did the best we could. And in their generation, they're doing the best they can. Reach out. Reach out. Offer a little help. Offer yeah. a little assistance if they're struggling. And and that's and I love I love what you just said, Lisa. Because it's too easy to point the finger at today's parents and say, hey, it's all your responsibility. And it... You know what? Most of these parents, I think, know it's their responsibility deep down. And the ones that don't know that it's their responsibility, you better figure it out because it is your responsibility. And uh, there's an old saying, hey, bad parents can make bad kids. That happens, unfortunately, too often. So it's parenting. But, but, be very careful pointing the finger first at the kids. Because sometimes it's not the kids. Sometimes... Kids are born innocent. They are. The kids, <laughs> we they do everything are. in between. They really are. Now, really you are. always thought when you heard this phrase, toughest job you'll ever love, they build it as a military thing. Bottom line is, no, they're talking about parenting. Toughest job you'll ever love. Okay, we are moving on, and right now I want to introduce, we are going to have a commentary on parenting by Paul Harvey. Shut I, up I mean, I mean Brian, Harvey. sorry. Here's Brian on Then and Now. Then and Now. Are things really so different, or have we just changed? Are today's kids really like we were, or are they a special new kind of pain? I sit sometimes and ponder the things that we did, the risks, the fits, the scams, the fights. 
Could it be the nowadays kid is doing it right? We were rebels and hellions and indignant little brats, and we probably deserved all our parents' backhand smacks. Let's face it, we weren't always shining little angels. Remember the clothes, the hair, the clicks, and the dares? We sure got in our fair share of trouble out there. But there was always one thing for certain. The consequences of these actions were sure to leave us hurting. Whether the punishment was physical or emotional, we knew we did it wrong. And though we might not have known it, then and there, Mom and Dad were helping us prepare. Because life is sometimes tough and living it takes guts. So when it gives you a good hard kick in the nuts, remember Mom and Dad, the advice, the scolding, the punishment, and the love. And be thankful you got it and can give it in return. So pay it forward so these kids can live and learn. Thank you, Paul. I mean, I mean, Brian. Ow! <laughs> and you know what? We had a tough subject, so we're going to have a little fun now. Thanks again to my Facebook people. God, I love you. Those of you that are listening that aren't on Facebook, get on Facebook. These people are cool. Is this the Stump the Idiot section? Yes, we are going to have a Stump the Idiot section. I put a photo out there. Uh, name something from a TV commercial that people nowadays wouldn't understand. And this is payback for him. Because he likes to throw the big words at Lisa and make her feel stupid. I do. And so we're going to see if Mr. Advertising actually knows these. I'm going to read all of your comments, and he's going to have to guess what the advertisement was from. What? And I'm going to keep score. Uh, see what an ad man you are. I don't like this. Oh, nope. You had your commentary. This is mine. <laughs> Stump the idiot, people. Here we go. What would you do? What would I do? What would you do? If I gave you a brew? Eh, for a Klondike bar. You're wrong. For a Klondike bar. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. Uh, Pepto-Bismol. Wrong. Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer. Oh, I was... You oh, advertising ah. man. I knew it was... Dang it. Blank, take me away. Uh, blank, take me away. Eh, Calgon. Calgon. God, oh. he hears me say that Why like... Why would I know Calgon? Six times a week. You're an ad man. Oh. There's <laughs> my mommy, the one with the wrinkly pantyhose. <laughs> Legs. You got one right. <laughs> the ad man got one, people. <laughs> it's blank, and I helped. It's... It's... I don't know. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. <laughs> Shake and bake. <laughs> one out of five, the ad man got. I don't know. These are hard. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. That's... Alka-Seltzer. Very good. He That's, got another one. Yay. 
A little dabble, do ya? Brill cream. Oh my god, I got it. I'm on a roll. Please don't squeeze the... Charmin. <laughs> Give me some toilet paper. <laughs> Inside joke. Where's the beef? Wendy's. <laughs> do, you, do you know, just a little aside, do you know that that was a really an ad campaign that really flopped miserably? Because everybody was running around saying, where's the beef? That sweet little old lady doing, where's the beef? But nobody remembered that it was Wendy's. <laughs> the ad itself was bigger than the advertiser. My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. Oscar Mayer. Okay. Takes a licking and keeps on ticking. That would be Timex. Oh, my God. I'm on a roll now. He's on a roll. The land of sky blue water. Ham spear. <laughs> Tastes good like a cigarette should. Ooh. 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 Uh, Lucky Strike? Nope. Winston. Winston. Oh. I was going to say Virginia Slim. You wonder where the yellow went when you brush your teeth with? Uh, scent, scent. Peppermint. <laughs> Not peppermint. What is it? <laughs> it's a <laughs> Pepsodent. Pepsodent. <laughs> Let's try Mikey. He won't eat it. Everything. But what is he like? He likes, uh, it's a cereal. It's, uh, uh, tick, 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 it's, tick. It's, uh, tick, what kind tick, of cereal? Tick. Life. Oh, yes. we're gonna give it to him. <laughs> Put a tiger in your tank. Tiger in your tank is playing the same. The tiger in your tank. Uh, STP. Mm -mm. Eh, SO gasoline. SO. How in the hell would I have ever got that? <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh, it's the emergency response pendant thing. What's it called? What's it called? You're uh, the ad man. It's called the life lifeline. I'm going to oh, give him a half of one on that. Life alert. Life alert. He gets a half one. Yeah. Bucky Beaver says, brush him. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much fun, Ad could Man. You, could you repeat the question, please? Bucky Beaver says, brush him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, God. Bucky, I have no idea. Ipana toothpaste. Ipana? Yep. Okay, wow. let's see. He got one and a half, two and a half, three and a half. Well, how did I get a half? On the life oh, monitoring. Life alert thing. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You got eleven and a half, and you got one, two, three, four, five. Wait. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You got nine and a half, right, and you got 
six, seven, eight wrong. You got more right, right than wrong, ad man. Ding, Those ding, were ding. hard. Those were really hard. Uh, these are all. I didn't think of one of them by myself. Again, I thank our wonderful, fantastic, they sarcastic really seniors. Hard. And now that we're going to make Stump the Idiot a regular segment, I will be blocking Brian on one post per week and asking you guys tough questions. <laughs> I'm still stuck on me being the idiot every week. <laughs> Honey, if you're the idiot every day, chances are you're going to be the idiot every week. Good point. <laughs> Good point. I'm Brian. And I'm Lisa. And I'm the idiot. And we are... Oh! You forgot something. I forgot something. Okay. Back up. Next <laughs> week, we're going to discuss retirement options as you age. What is important to consider in every budget? Retirement options. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm the idiot. I mean, I'm Brian. And I'm the idiot's wife. I mean, Lisa. And we are the Sarcastic, sarcastic Seniors. Seniors. Colini. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>